This is episode 369 for April 2015. Now, before we get to this month in spider history, I just want to give you a heads up in case you haven't read the news on the front page of the crawl space. Um, I'm taking a little bit of time off. Um, I'm feeling a little bit burned out from the podcast. Uh, editing five, six, seven of these a month uh, as a hobby is getting just a little bit old. Uh, I made an announcement that uh, I've been updating this website since 1998, and in 2006 also I started the podcast. So that's a long time of not taking a little bit of time off. So uh, we recorded this particular episode back in March, so I didn't want to do a disservice to JR uh, and not release it in April, even though there's like 30 minutes left in April that I'm doing this. But uh, yeah, I wanted to get this one out there, but um, I uh, we didn't record any new episodes in April, and I'm also going to be taking off May. Just to kind of recharge my batteries, as I said on the, the front page, I'm uh, a bit burnt out. I'm kind of fed up with certain spider creators, a few fellow Spider-Man websites I'm not the biggest fan of at the moment. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to take a break from Spider-Fandom. I'm not going to update the website for uh, April and May. My goal is to uh, come back in June, uh, recharged, and uh, record some new episodes, get some uh, Friday Night Fights, get uh, some spider news and spider reviews out. But I'm going to do it slow. I've, I don't, don't, I haven't felt like this uh, in 17 years about spider fandom. But in the meantime, you've got this new episode to listen to. You've also got 368 other episodes that are going to be up on our server that you can download and listen to for free. So uh, it's the crawlspace isn't going anywhere. I enjoy it. Uh, I'm proud of what we've built. I just need a break. Anyway, here, let's get on with the spider history for April. Let's take it away, JR. Hey, Spider fans, welcome to this month of Spider History with uh, April of 1973 we're going to, JR. Oh, I wasn't even born here. Oh, boy. Yep. I always love yeah. to go back to, I always love to, go back to uh, the months where nobody else was born because then I can say whatever shit I want to say and nobody will accuse me of making things up because, hell, they don't know they weren't even born yet. I was alive in 73, so go to hell. How old were you, George? I was born in July '72, so let me see, seven, okay. five. I guess I was nine months old. So you, so you drove down to the corner store and got this one, didn't you? <laughs> drove. I walked, son. I'm not no lazy ass. <laughs> they start this, early in Texas. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 119 came out. Uh, this is written by Jerry Conway, pencils by John Romita Sr., and has a beautiful. Beautiful looking cover of the Hulk and Spider-Man. Hulk says, you 
won't stop Hulk from smashing. Damn, nothing can. And Spider-Man says, maybe not green skin, but I'm still going to try even if it kills me, which it probably will. Spidey versus Hulk. This is the big one, it says on the cover. Uh, that made me just, I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, the voiceovers, I, want, I want you to stick to reporters, Brad. Oh. <laughs> but it All right, not to be a story about a telegram sent by a French dude. Yeah, but look at that cover. Look at that cover. They're they're fighting my two favorite heroes of all time in Canada, nonetheless. Yeah, this is the Hulk in his third person phase. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take this is a couple months before Gwen Stacy bites it, so he's got to take on the green skin. <laughs> Hey, she certainly got a mouthful with that one, didn't she? Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, the uh, issue number 119. Of course, you recall, because actually a few months, five months ago, we actually discussed issue number 114 of Amazing Spider-Man, which ended with Aunt May going to uh, keep house for Dr. Octopus while he was away in prison. Anyway, so... Issue 119 opens with Peter going to visit Aunt May at self-same mansion where Doctor where May is keeping house for Dr. Octopus. But he's got a, a telegram that's marked urgent. And he says, well, I'm just going to give it to Aunt May. But then he just happens to hear one of Doc Ock's goons uh, talking to Dr. <laughs> Octopus's lawyer saying, ah, we ain't seen no telegram yet. But when we will, we'll read it and we'll let Ock know. But of course, well... Peter says, wow, what a story contrivance. Good thing I happened to just walk by when that guy said that, because now now I'm going to wait for, oh, I don't know, however long it takes Conway to resolve some of his subplots to, to actually read the damn thing and find out what it says. But anyway, so what happens? He goes to see Aunt May and, you know, visits with Aunt May and decides not to tell her about the telegram or anything. Uh, so he, he waits, he goes back to his apartment, and it's from a French dude. You know, and because it's, see, it's French because it's from Canada, specifically Montreal, which is in the Quebec province of Canada. And, of course, the Quebec province is the one that's always wanting to secede from the rest of Canada proper all the time, and they always get <laughs> voted down. But, you know, they, you know, but, French but it's Canada like, freaks me out, man. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we know want to speak English here, even though, you know, we're, you know, even though most of the North American continent, well, no, wait a minute, I can't. Forget about the Mexicans, but anyway, um, so we want to—we don't want nothing to do with the regular uh, Canada. So we're going to secede all the time. But the saving grace of the people in Quebec is that they're the only people in Canada who don't say a all the time. So <laughs> you know, I guess you win some, you lose some with Canada. You know, some of it you get the French or you get the the Bob and Doug McKenzie. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Hey. Anyway, so Peter reads this 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 telegram from this this French lawyer. Urgent. I contact you at once. Stop. Because in telegrams they don't have periods. They say stop. Stop. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I had to have my mother explain that to me once when I first like read Amazing Spider-Man like 143 and 144, which is like the Cyclone issues or whatever. I'd, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Uh, long and, long before text message. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was like, "Why don't you use your context clues like a, like a big boy?" Uh, is that what she no, she, 
<laughs> now, she said, uh, stop bothering me, you little bastard. Uh, I gave you birth. I wasn't supposed to do anything with you after that. Anyway, um, I contact you at once. Stop. Please come in person. Stop. This matter too delicate for discussion. Here or on phone. Stop. Jean-Pierre Rimbaud, Montreal, Quebec, to Ms. May Parker, care of Anna May Watson, uh, 124-0524th Street, Queens, New York. Hey, I could look that up on Google Earth. Anyway, so, <laughs> so anyway, so anyway, Peter says, ooh, some weird, some, you know, French lawyer is sending my aunt's telegrams. I wonder what that's all about. I'm going to go walk this off. Well, anyway, so he happens to walk outside, and there's Harry being dropped off by his old man. You know, and uh, uh, Peter says, Harry! And then, of course, the shock of Peter actually saying hi to him causes him to have a heart attack, and he collapses. So then Norman comes out of the car, you know, and says, unhand my son. Um, you know, I'm starting to act really crazy again. And if, you know, probably in, I, I don't know, if, if in fact, if I get any crazier, I'll probably start wearing a crazy costume, and I'll kill your girlfriend. So, anyway, so he and... Harry pile off in the car and, 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 and drive away, and Peter says, uh-oh, if Norman's going to become the Green Goblin again, I guess this is a good time for me to tuck my tail in between my legs and go to Canada, So, which is what he does. He, uh, he sees that the Hulk is in Canada and convinces J. Jonah Jameson to fork over the money for a trip to Canada. So... Peter decides to go to the French lawyer's office. The French lawyer is not there. And so Peter decides to walk out into the street and complain like a little wussy about the 16-degree temperature in Canada. <laughs> Freezing to death, but I can't let that slow me down. All right, it's 16 degrees, and he's complaining like a little pussy. He wouldn't have been able to survive the last two winters here in Cleveland. You know, he's complaining about 16-degree weather. 16-degree weather would have been the tropics here last month. But anyway. Hey, hey Ashley. When, when Jr. goes off his meds, it's best to let him finish. Okay. You know, I just just heads up. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, can you imagine what it'll be when I actually really do get old? Um, and so... Anyway, so just so happens that Thunderbolt Ross is giving a speech about how evil the Hulk is and how the Hulk has to be stopped and everything like that. So you know, but then all of a sudden they get a uh, they get a message. Oh, hey, the Hulk is in town and he's smashing stuff. So Thunderbolt Ross says, oh, "We got to go kill him uh, because that's what we do." Uh, because I, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> because I'm a absolutely one. I am a one note character, and I have been a one note character for the last ten years, and I will be a one note character until Peter. <laughs> David kills me off. Uh, was it Peter David that killed him off? Because he get, didn't he get killed off, but then he got better, um, was, and then he became Mil Red Hulk. It was, I think it was Milgram. No, no, uh, Milgram. No, not Milgram. Uh, the guy that's uh, he's disabled now. He was in a car accident. Oh, Bill Mantlo. Uh, Bill Bill Mantlo killed him off. I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was Peter David that killed Betty Brant off because he was pissed yes. off at he was pissed off at women because he was going through a nasty divorce all the time. So he said, "Kill the bitch off." But he he had killed her off because he was going to bring her back at some time. But then he got fired before he could bring her back. So right. Yeah. Uh, where were we? Oh, did I tell you about my colonoscopy? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, you did. Oh, uh, All right. So anyway. Thunderbolt Ross, one note character. Yeah. Oh, okay. We. Oh, we're. Actually, I was listening. Okay. We're actually talking <laughs> about Bradford, Jomo. We're actually uh, uh, talking about the story again. But anyway, so they go decide to uh, uh, kill the Hulk, and Peter, you know, hops on a reporter convoy uh, because oh boy, you know, I better get some pictures. <laughs> 
Um, what is then that? such a thing? What a is reporter, a reporter convoy well, like? <laughs> a reporter stuffed in a bus, I well, think. C.W. Oh. C- McCall is driving. Uh, but God. Everybody on the convoy. <laughs> that, that, was a, that was another 70s reference. Yeah. Convoy, C- CB. Has any, have any of you people heard CB radios? Dude, uh, we used to have them mm-hmm. when I was oh. a kid. That's right. It was technical. You're, you're talking to the guy. You're talking to the guy in George Berryman, whose entire av- like crawl space lost- avatar life is based off of Spokey and the Bandit. Come on. Okay, I, I have I have to say this, Brad. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to interject here. Uh oh. Uh oh. Okay. Yes. When I was a kid, all right. My my dad had a cattle ranch. My dad loved raising cattle. Okay. We lived in the city, but we had a cattle ranch. And at first it was in a, a, a town called Cranville Gap, and then we moved it to Bowie, Texas. But when I was a kid, we had CBs, and we used to talk on CBs all the time. And I, we, you know, when you're on the CB, you have CB handles. And what was, what was your handle? Well, my dad's handle was Big Watermelon Man. <laughs> that is so and, uh, because, of course. And and my mom's handle was little softy after the mascot for the toilet paper at the time. That was, that was, and, what was yours? And mine was little watermelon man. <laughs> oh god! And now what you're all grown up, big watermelon man. <laughs> what in the world? What kind of left turn did we just go down? Jr. was like, uh, "Don't don't any of you rooms oh. know what a CB is?" And I'm like, "Son, I've lived oh. CB life." You're talking to Little Watermelon Man. <laughs> <a> little watermelon <laughs> man he's, you know, he's grown up. He's Big Watermelon Man now. <laughs> yeah, I just I just did not know who I was talking to when I brought that up. Breaker, breaker, Little Watermelon Man, are you there? Well, well, when 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 Big Watermelon Man. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Who snorted? That was Ashley again. <laughs> when Big Watermelon Man went to the went to the melon patch in the sky, I assumed, no. I, I assumed the mantle of uh, of Big Watermelon. So you're Batman Man. now? What? I no, he's, I am he's not a Batman Man. of CB radios. <laughs> There's the Watermelon Man. I am the Knight. I am. Big watermelon man. <laughs> there's a reason. There's a spit. Spit out the seeds. Spit out the seeds. No. Spit out the seeds. I'm big watermelon man. There is a we reason. We back here to do his Batman. There is a reason for the for the watermelon man thing. Oh, what? It what? was because every time we'd go out uh, to the cattle ranch, we would always take like two watermelons and that, and we would eat them while we were out there, you know, for the weekend or the week or however long we were out there. So we ate, we actually did eat a shitload of watermelon. All right. The, uh, I want everybody to have a CB no, handle. I, now, now I feel bad. Zach, what, Zach, what would your CB handle be? You got me good, buddy. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Come on. Uh, breaker, breaker. Uh, Zach Joyner. Let me hear <laughs> your, what's your um, handle. <laughs> it, it, well, I could be, you know, not at all uh, creative and say Spidey Dude, but I'm not going to. All right. You would get your ass kicked at the next truck stop. <laughs> yeah. 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 Spidey Dude. <laughs> oh, Jim, come here. <laughs> let, me, let me see how big of a boy are you. Um, Whoa. Oh, <laughs> I'm not pulling in that. What are you, what are you driving through <laughs> Arkansas? <laughs> Uh, that's oh. yeah, yeah. That's bad, bad news. Um, Are you, I'll, you go ahead. I'll I'll, I'll say this. Um, God, I, I can't th- I can't really top Big Watermelon Man. I can't either. <laughs> I mean, Any, does anybody have a handle? That you, George, give us handles. Um, oh, uh, 
can I, I don't know. I, I, uh, I was going to say mine was Goddamn Monster. I was kind of partial to that one. Break, break Goddamn Monster. <laughs> I'll, I'll come up with CB handles for y'all for the next time. That's something you've got to kind of think about. You can't just do that up on the fly, I don't think. Are you going to consult the same uh, same spiritual um, awakenings that you use to consult with the uh, with the Delta House? No, I'm just going to you know think of some embarrassing shit. Give it some thought. All right. Anyway, where were we? How did we get off on CB radio? Well, because Peter joined a reporter convoy. Oh, that's it, that's it, that's it. Okay. This is, Peter, all that was JR's fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Jerry Conway's fault. 30, 40 years later. Go ahead. Okay. So anyway, the Hulk shows up, you know, and <laughs> and the Hulk is talking in third person, obviously, and, uh, you know, he uh, picks up a truck and throws it around, and uh, Peter changes to Spider-Man to get some pictures, and then he decides, oh, boy, he's going to get in a fight with the Hulk. Um, anyway, so... He decides to set up his camera and take pictures, and meanwhile, the Hulk discovers that the Canadian Army is after him. Uh And after the Hulk falls down laughing and then picks himself up again, uh, (laughs) you know, then he complains about them coming after Hulk with their big guns, and that Hulk will grab their big guns in the palm of his hand and squeeze them. Uh, Anyway, then the Hulk comes after Spider-Man, and in the process, he starts breaking down a dam, which will flood a village, and thus Spider-Man relieves the pressure on the other side, which he does, but the Hulk smashes the dam anyway. He and Spider-Man fall into the river below, and it looks like Spidey is going to drown to be continued. Which, then it is continued in issue number 120. Spider-Man obviously doesn't die, fights the Hulk again. Frenchy Lawyer shows up, and just as he and Peter are about to talk about the mysterious telegram, Frenchy Lawyer is murdered. So we don't learn anything at all, except that we wasted two goddamn months on this shit. And next month is issue 121, and you know what happens then. Did we ever find out about the Frenchy Lawyer? Well, not about the Frenchy Lawyer, but we did find out about the telegram. And the telegram, of course, was all about... Uh, the business was to tell Aunt May that she had inherited an island with a nuclear reactor on it. And we didn't that, we didn't get to that plot till like issue one fifty or something, right? No, 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 130 or something. One, oh, 130, yeah, okay. Yeah, one fifty was when he you know, he thought he was a clone and he went in for Dr. Connors to get that test done and then he oh, decided that's... not to read it because he said he wasn't a clone, but then aha, that really fooled him because it turned out that he really He wants was the clone. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you all right there? But, but, but yeah, we I'm get good. one it, it, back in the seventies. We got one issue a month. How long did it take to get to that telegram for the nuclear about island? Ten months. About ten months. Yeah. My because goodness. then issue number one, you know, in issue one thirty one is when where Doc Ock was going to marry Aunt May or whatever, and then they went all to right. the nuclear island, and and uh, the ha- hammerhead put his head through something and blew it up, and it, both he and Doc Ock appeared to be dead. But then really, what happened was Doc Ock had wrapped himself in his adamantium tentacles, tentacles, and he had hidden in a thing or a mob, and so he survived. But then he became like a vagrant, and when I started to tell the story about the mysterious vagrant in issue number 156, you wanted a spoiler, and you said, who's the mysterious vagrant, before I was ready to tell you that it was Dr. Octopus. When Are you talking about a previous spider history I ruined? Yes. Oh, okay. I, 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 I can out. understand you've ruined so many of them, I can see why you can't keep them straight. <laughs> but, break, breaker, breaker, watermelon man, I'm getting attacked on the side of the highway, hell. So anyway, but damn, no, that was what the telegram was about. It was about that, okay. <laughs> of course, it was Got never it. said who bequeathed this island with a nuclear reactor to Aunt May, you know, 
we never learned who that relative was, but somebody did bequeath her a nuclear eye. And that's why Doc Ock was making goo-goo eyes at her, because he wanted to marry her, because if he married her and then he did away with her, then he would get the reactor with the nuclear, the island with the nuclear reactor on it. And this was wow. the 70s, folks. Yeah, this guy was, man. All right, the other Spider-Man issue that came out in April of 1973 was Marvel Team-Up, number eight, uh, where he teams up with the cat. And also, again, written by Jerry Conway, uh, pencils by Jim Mooney. Uh, take me through this one, Jr. Well, Jerry Conway, Johnny Conway was busy this month. Uh, well, yes, and uh, if you... Uh, Going back to our source, uh, which is now spiderfan.org, uh, on some of these, they, uh, on several of these, they actually have reviews of the issues. And I don't know if it was this particular Marvel team up, but the, uh, the writer on Spiderfan said about Jerry Conway and Marvel team up was that even though he wrote classic stories and amazing Spider-Man, he treated Marvel team up like an unwanted homework assignment. Uh, and that they, pretty- they, they get, they give it one spider head out. Of, I forget how many they do it. So it says, uh, this is the single worst Spider-Man story to date. I'm going to give it a single web, and the only reason it doesn't get a zero is because I believe Conway was trying to make up what he believed to be an important point. Man Killer oh. was such an over-the-top villain. Well, everything Conway was. Uh, gee, you know, I mean, if if you read Conway stuff in the '70s, I mean, uh, this guy, if he if he he thought he was, I mean, he must have lived in the village or something at the time and read the village voice or whatever, and just thought that he had something important to say because by well, he's like a nineteen or twenty kid. If you read his Twitter feed, it, it that's pretty much the exact same thing. It, it, it's just it's it's like every it's just it reads like you're reading Mother Jones. So take me through the story, Jerry. All right, so anyway, this is Spider-Man teaming up with the cat. Because, as you know, last month we talked about the black cat, okay? So I thought, oh, you know, 30 days later, let's talk about another cat. Because, you know, I mean, it's 30 days later, it's April, uh, the suns, the days are lasting longer, uh, it's a lot warmer here, I can go out and work on my deck because it's April when we're talking about this. But anyway, (laughs) the man-killer moves at midnight. Anyway, so Spider-Man is, you know... <laughs> That's the name of That's it, the name it? of the title. The man killed wow. midnight. Anyway, Spider sense tingling. What's wrong? Well, he's attacked by this costume character, and, Spy- and, and it turns out Spider Man says, "You're a girl." Correction, Spider Man. I'm a woman, <laughs> and I'm not just any woman. I'm the cat. Woo, boy! How can he not? How can he not know that's a woman in that form-fitting outfit? Well, he said it was a girl, but yeah, it's all, you know, but that's, yeah, boy, yeah, yeah, how did he, yeah, he should have known better that he was talking to somebody who was a little bit more mature, but then again, you know, he's never been the smartest tool in the shed, you know. So, it's funny because actually, that character has been around longer than he has. Yeah, Mil- isn't that Millie the model, or or am I? No, 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 that was, uh, that was uh, Patsy Walker. Patsy Walker has been around longer, but no, this is Greer Garson. Okay. Okay, who later becomes Tigra, by the way. Oh, okay, so it's a different cat. Okay, it's not Hellcat, it's Cat. Yeah, Hellcat was Patsy Walker, who was like the old old model from like, God, I don't know, yeah, really. The the 50s, it's what Ramita Sr. worked on, right? Yeah, something like that. Well, it's confusing because Hellcat, when when Patsy Walker became Hellcat, she took Cat's costume. Like yeah, her that's costume. Right. It, 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 so it's it's a little confusing. I, I forgot that this was that this was uh, Tigra and not uh, 
not dumb. Oh, oh, so the person in this costume is Tiger. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Patsy Walker or uh, Patsy Walker. I did uh, too. Okay, got no, it. But no, Jr. is correct. So when? Uh, Why? Well, not that this is Tigress history, but when does she get uh, become a cat? Like in the Avengers? It's in the Marvel team up. It's like with the Craven issue, isn't it, Jr. I, I really don't remember when she became Tigress. Yeah, no. it's. Hang on a minute. I can I can tell you. I think it's a it's a Marvel team up, and she. Um, it's against. Craven? No, I was wrong. It's a giant-sized creatures number one. Okay. Oh boy, another another classic batch, just like uh, giant-sized Spider-Man and giant-sized or super-sized Fantastic Four or whatever they were doing back then. Creatures was pretty good because it was part of the horror line. So don't so tread lightly. It looks like in July '74 she became t- or Tiger. Mm-hmm. Berman, you act like you're going to try to you're going to you're going to pull out a shiv and stab Jr. if he's going to criticize that. You know. I'll, 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 Badmouth in the uh, the Secret Wars, but when he gets to the Marvel horror stuff, yeah, I'm I'm gonna draw some lines and and drop some bodies if I have to. <laughs> I was about to say I didn't think I could get worse than being called a goddamn monster, but hey, I guess if I keep pushing that envelope, I'll find out, won't I? Uh, <laughs> Just like that Frenchie postcard or whatever, yeah. the telegram. Anyway, so you know, of course. Since she proves she's not just any woman, she's the cat. Well, Spider-Man learns his lesson. And uh, (laughs) now can we talk Spider-Man or must I do still more to prove myself? You know, prove yourself, lady. I don't even know who you are. Well, would you have believed me if I'd simply told you I know men, Spider-Man, and the idea of a woman with powers like mine? Well, you would have been just a little skeptical. Yeah, right. I would have been skeptical. I got my superpowers from a bite from a friggin' radioactive spider. I'm going to be real skeptical of a woman running around in a cat suit with claws. Yeah. It should have given me cancer, too. I'm not going to buy that. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) Okay, because anyway, after I've got done, you know, after I've... uh, After I'm done now calling you a male chauvinist pig, Spider-Man, I need your help. Uh, What? (laughs) Oh, why is this? Well, and and then she hands him a headline, politicians slain by mutants. No, militants. Militants, sorry. Uh, Militants. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, the, the mayor of Chicago is killed because it turns out, well, anyway, I'll let the cat tell the story. Okay, it started a week ago during a street rally for Mayor Samuels. I'd been following the old man's campaign. In case you didn't know, Samuels was violently anti-women's lib. So, which means he deserved to die. Anyway, or at least he was until someone's spinning blade mowed him down and he died almost instantly. And, of course, then she chased the person who did it, and it was like, oh, back off, little girl, lest you want your fur ruffled, and I'm just the woman to do it, honey. You better believe it. The man killer. So, anyway. Ashley, you should never read these. <laughs> I don't blame so, you. So, refresh me. What's the man killer's motive? Whoa, whoa, she wants whoa, whoa, to get... she, well, she doesn't like men. But she hates, well, she hates dudes. No, I know. But why? Why does she hate them? Because that, we're going. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You know, I. You know, okay. <laughs> you know, your grandfather did not rip up rip up enough of your comics in front of you because obviously oh. you had more coming than you got. Oh wow! Wow, that was that was like low, man. Why don't you just kick him in the nuts hurts. this time, Jr. Dude, dude, that, I felt that over here in Texas, man. Damn. 
<laughs> anyway. Okay. Okay, Here, anyway, so the cat and the man killer start fighting. But, of course, the cat says, uh, let's face it, in situations like that, argument is next to useless. But as I discovered, but as I quickly discovered, so is violence. I have no idea what that means. But anyway, the man killer knocked her out. Cat says, I just barely escaped, and I've been tracking her down here to Manhattan. If we've got to find her, Spider-Man, if she isn't stopped, she'll destroy everything women have fought for, the precious little we've gained. <laughs> because if we don't stop her, the ERA will never be passed. So anyway, the ERA, wow. of course, was the Yeah, Conway 27th. was on there with those things, man. Wow. This is this is heavy-handed. Heavy, dude. Heavy. More ham-fisted like, than the the latest Thor that came out. Has anyone seen pictures of that? No. Wow. Oh. oh no, just like you know, they have the whole Lady Thor thing, yeah. and there's just some stuff where it's really heavy-handed. Just you know, it's like oh, she's a woman, so she has to, you know, you, you get that same kind of heavy-handed style we're seeing in this one. I'll see if I can pull up any any excerpts, but I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah. Conway was a social justice warrior before they were before that was a thing. Before it was cool, like decades before. Yeah, well, before it was before it was a thing. Anyway, elsewhere in the depths of the canyon city called New York, a somewhat more violently dedicated <laughs> member of our cast makes a rather startling appearance. <gasps> Lord in heaven, it's Katrina. What did you hope to prove by that? Well, Katrina's the man-killer. I just wanted you to know, Ms. Cartwright, the man-killer's back in town. Well, of course, you know, the man-killer has broken into some kind of secret meeting, and Ms. Cartwright says, you had no right to break in here. Sometimes I wonder why we ever financed your training and development. The fact is, sister, you did, and whether you like it or not, that makes me one of you. More than he is, and she's pointing to some guy, more than he is, filthy man. And, of course... He responds ever so intelligently, watch yourself, girly. I don't take that from nobody, not even a woman. <laughs> and then Ms. Cartwright goes, Katrina, you don't understand. We hired Drake for protection. He's a professional. Wrong, sister. He's a man, baby. And men are dirt. You hear me? <laughs> dirt. And then she slugs him. But I... Wow. And the, and the sisters do see. They see the building image of Nightmare. A nightmare which began two years ago during the Winter Olympics, where a European skier named Katrina Luisa Van Horn made her first <laughs> fateful appearance. Okay. <laughs> now, this this is the origin story you were asking for earlier, Brad. Oh, I uh, can't wait. I can't wait. Okay, so anyway, so all these skiers, she's the only woman skier with all these men skiers in this cabin in the Olympic Village. Women athletes, the idea is absurd. Only men can be truly competitive. It's our nature, you know. Women should remain with children. No. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I'm not making this up. No, this <laughs> wow. Yeah, of all the times I make shit up, no, I ain't making this ain't it, baby. Right? This ain't it. No woman can ever beat a man, a true man, in athletic competition. Well, Katrina says, would you care to bet on that? Well, of course, the you know, since this guy says, ah, Fräulein Van Horn, because they're all Germans. See, they're Germans. So guys call girls Fräuleins in German, Think you know, when you're German. And, they, and girls call guys her. Her whatever. Or is that hair? I think it's hair. 
Hair was a dirty play, wasn't it, in the 70s, 60s, <laughs> where everybody got naked or something? Anyway, like it. Okay, anyway. So, okay, Fraulein and Horn, I will accept your challenge. Oh, for I assure you, the far better, I am, I am, I assure you, the far better skier. Wouldn't you agree, her lovings, his name's lovings, that remains to be seen. So anyway, so she decides to get, so they, they decide to come compete in skiing and so they ski down the hill they start skiing down this hill and she says no you fool you're cutting me off you're cutting me off you're cutting me off she says that three times which means it's really ooh, this is i i you know three times so you know something really tragic is going to happen <laughs> so they both go off a cliff and the a moment of blind male ego and the burning eternity of disaster <laughs> wait a minute let me read that again here Okay. One more time. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. Cool. You're cutting me off. You're cutting me off. You're cutting me off. Okay. A moment of blind male ego and the burning eternity of disaster. <laughs> it didn't make any more sense the second time I read it. My eyes are burning. <laughs> That's so strong. And, and, and in that instant, the career of Katrina Van Horn, Olympic skier, was ended for the same fall which cost Carl Lubbings his life. Okay, so now Katrina is, is, point, is, is, you know, the center of male power in this city, which is New York, of course, lies here. And the Manhattan Harlem power plant. Okay, now, anyway, the same fall which cost Carl Lubbings his life cost Katrina Van Hor her horn, horn her body's beauty, scarring her, crippling her so badly only massive retraining could teach her to use her muscles once more. A retraining supplied by a wealthy militant group which also supplied the powered exoskeleton which has supplemented the strength of the man killer. <laughs> All right, so now here we are back in New York. Okay. All right, Spider-Man, just one thing I don't understand about you, cat lady. Your powers, where'd you get them? I mean, you don't find claws like yours lying around on park benches. Well, at least not in New York. Well, <clears throat> Spider-Man, a very dear friend of mine was working on a project to realize womankind's full potential. She was injured before she could reveal it to the world. Uh, of course, and then, of course, a helpful caption here by Roy Thomas says, but not before she turned Greer Garson into the cat. Or haven't you read Claws of the Cat, number one? Roy. Okay. Since then, I've <laughs> to use these powers, and I guess I haven't done as well as I would like. But then this flying car comes out of the bedrock, okay, and attacks the nuclear, uh, the Harlem power plant, and the man-killers hit this town. So... Anyway, so anyway, the man killer breaks into the Harlem power plant with her flying car. Uh, let's see here. Oh, hey, uh, oh, say, so no one ambushes the man killer. No one. Hey, you want to bet, beautiful? Spider-Man. Filth, I've suffered the taunts of men for the last time. You'll die for that. You'll die. And then the cat says, careful, babykins. You'll have yourself a coronary. Just Here's think spider Wait a minute, Spider-Man says babykins? No, 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 the cat says baby. Oh, the cat. The okay, cat says, it. careful, babykins, you'll have yourself <laughs> a coronary. See, a woman can insult another woman, and it's okay, but a man can't insult a woman. Here's a, here's a pro tip for all of you junior superheroes at home. <laughs> if you find yourself coming up against the man-killer, be sure uh, that you don't call it an ambush. Call it a man-bush, <laughs> because that'll make her even more crazy. Okay, okay. Um, 
When I think wow. of a man bush, there's no. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. I'm out. No, 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 no. Kristen Chinner has already told us about how she's a manscaping expert. That's all I need to know. I don't need to know. Oh. Let's get back to the comic. <laughs> anyway, wow. Ashley oh. immediately regrets every decision that's led her to this moment. I am so sorry, Ashley. Oh. Okay, careful, babykins. You'll have yourself a coronary. Just what? Just think what that would do to your creamy complexion. Spider-Man <laughs> says, whoops, ladies, wherever are your manners? Oh, if I didn't know better, I swear you were firing those nasty rifles at me. See, the, the, because now these, all these other women are saying, Katrina needs our aid sisters on, our com- on my command. Fire. Oh, okay, here, okay, so anyway, so Spider-Man is dodging these militant females, gunfire, uh, the cat and man-killer are fighting, but even as Spider-Man jests, a most unaverage female finds herself the recipient of a most unaverage blow, and without so much as a wince of pain, makes a rather unaverage feline recovery. Wow, unaverage was said, is that even a word? And he says it three times in the space of a panel. The cat kicks Mankiller to the sound effect of bunt. <laughs> it's not now, you know, I mean, it's not as it's not an effective as shit pal, you know, which when Daredevil hit the mass marauder and like oh, a yeah. spectacular like 27 or something, he's shit pouting. him. Yeah, this this just says bunt. It doesn't have the same impact, but anyway. I like shit pal. But Spider-Man says, hey, nice play, cat lady. So I guess maybe that all works together. Um, Let's see. Okay, let's see. Spider-Man webs up all the other militant females. Hey, wasn't there somebody lying here a minute ago? Oh, no, the man-killer. She's gone. And then the guy who's in charge of the power plant says, you've got to stop her because, oh, she's taken a hush-hush project we're working on that was certain radioactive materials for a new high-produce generator. That woman's taken it. She doesn't understand. So, anyway, Spider-Man says, I'll just bet she doesn't, Chuckles. Even money, that generator is why she chose this place. So Spider-Man goes looking for the man-killer. And then he finds her. And then she says, you slime, you crawling, stinking scum on your feet, on your feet, man. Or don't you have the strength to face your own doom? <laughs> Ashley, how bad do you want to go get this issue right now? Not as badly as I want to get number five. Oh, yeah. So anyway, they start, they start fighting. And then the cat comes out of the shadows and says, found you at last. And... She decides to defeat, she defeats the man-killer by having a conversation with her. Man-killer says, you, because see, that's what women like to do. They like to talk things out. And so the man-killer says, you, a sister betraying your own species, siding with a swine like that. When I'm done with him, I'll begin on you. And the cat says, you won't begin on anyone, Katrina. Because you're a fraud, an unknowing accomplice of the very men you hate. <laughs> Don't you ever wonder where your friend's money came from? They came from the people who financed you, who gave you that suit of reinforced armor to supplement your ruined body. They were men, men, the criminal masterminds of AIM, which is not the toothpaste, but the advanced <laughs> idea mechanics. 
And, of course, Mankiller can't believe it. And then she just screams, no, no, no. And then her body shudders and she starts drooling. And then all of a sudden, she like, wow. it's like she shrinks in size and slumps. <sighs> and then it's over. And the man killer stands mute and mindless. Testimony to the power of hate. A corruption which can only consume. <laughs> consume and ultimately, inevitably... Destroy. <laughs> so, so she's like the Hulk. Instead of anger, she she gets bigger due to hatred of men. Hate right? men! Oh! Smash <laughs> men! Smash men! Oh I, my! God. You know, you guys are not going to score any points by doing impersonations of my wife. J R Brad, I've got a, a couple of follow up notes. Oh, hit me, hit me. All right, good. So I had mentioned the fact that uh, Tigra uh, appeared later on, or, or who is the cat here, appeared later on with uh, alongside Craven. Uh, that was Marvel team-up number 67, uh, and it was Tigra and Craven, and it was from uh, Claremont and Byrne. Uh, also, Mankiller would return again later, in a, as JR mentioned earlier, in a story with She-Hulk. And that would be Marvel Team Up number 107 by uh, Tom DeFalco and Jim Shooter and uh, Herb Trimpey. And in Which we that, have talked about on a previous edition of Spider History. And in that, uh, in that one, she actually got killed until Marvel decided that she got better. So, uh, okay. does the, is the Man Killer's theme song uh, Man Eater by Hollow Notes? Does it make it that, would, that would be a great opening song. Well, it's not, it's not It's Raining Men. I, <laughs> I I'm looking at her her Wikipedia page and and she came back uh, in Thunderbolts. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, um, she was in Thunderbolts. Yeah, she's been all over the place. Uh, she's gone by a couple of different aliases. Uh, one of them is uh, uh, Amazon. Another is Wilma. Um, <laughs> Betty. Betty was, she's been with the Masters of Evil. She's been with Hydra. She was with the fifty state the fifty state initiative there for a while. Um, and so she's kind of she's kind of all over the place. Wow! 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 All right, Marvel uh, team up number eight, another classic brought to you by Jerry Conway. I'm going to frame that and hang it over my garbage can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on the outside. What? What? Can you even compare that to Amazing Spider-Man uh, 16 that we just reviewed? Uh, I mean, two different types of stories. A month ago, a month. <laughs> Jerry Conway is still better than Dan Slott. I was about to say. I don't. Two, I don't. Two no, different types no of stupidity. They're so bad it's entertaining, and then they're so they're so bad that you feel like a part of you died inside. Yes, yes, and and, and that's a good uh, analogy for both these issues. The Marvel team up the Conway Road is laughable. And you can have fun reading it because it is so over the top. The ones that slot rights, they make you sad. Well, how do you grade this, Jr.? How do you grade that one? <laughs> On a curve, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you sexist prick. <laughs> yeah, can a man even grade that comic? On a curve? How dare you? Women <laughs> oh, <laughs> have curves. I get it. <laughs> Uh, you know, I no, most of these Marvel. It's like that's what that's what's fun about doing these old Marvel team ups is because they're just almost uniformly bad every single one. Yeah. Um, 
So, but, but you yeah. have had an F? I mean, just for how freaking crazy it is? Well, or no, well see, if, if we were to actually... If we were actually to try to take the story seriously, yes, it would be an F. But obviously, you can't take it seriously. No. In their, no, in, in their defense, JR, okay, like the writers back then were trying to be diverse before diverse was a word. And they didn't know that, you know, when they went to extremes that it would cause microtransgressions 30 years later. Well, I would, I would dare say that the men who were writing some of these comics back in the 70s probably had not talked to very many women in their lives, to be honest. I think uh, that's a safe bet. Something that still holds true today. <laughs> well, sometimes that's because we, when we married one, we realized that one is enough and we don't want to deal with anymore. But uh, it's... Uh, so, good or a bad month, JR? Ah, <laughs> uh, it's hard to say. It was certainly an entertaining month, that's for sure. Why are you asking if I'm drinking there, JR? Well, you're not denying it. I'm not <laughs> drinking Coke. That's it. No, no crown. No crown. I had to get rid of all my alcohol because my wife's pregnant, man. That doesn't make any sense because your wife's pregnant. You stopped drinking. Yeah. Uh, that didn't stop JR back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to I, say I doubled my intake when that happened. <laughs> good, 